Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Three hours outside Addis Ababa, a bright 14-year-old girl is on her way home from school when men on horses swoop in and kidnap her. The brave Hirut uh, grabs a rifle and tries to escape, but ends up shooting her would-be husband. In her village, the practice of abduction into marriage is a common one and one of Ethiopia's oldest traditions. Masa Ashinafi, an empowered, tenacious young lawyer, arrives from the city to represent Hirut and argue that she acted in self-defense. Hence the premise of the film Defret the uh, wonderful new narrative film that is the Ethiopian uh, entry into the consideration for uh, Best Foreign Film for the Academy Awards. We're joined today by Sherzane Barani Mahari, the director and writer of the film Defret. Welcome to Film School. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this <laughs> film is a wonderful narrative film uh, about um, a part of the world which most of us are not familiar and, 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 and to understand more about the world the story that is told in Defret is, uh, is, is one that uh, is heartbreaking and also at the, as at the same time hopeful. Tell me a little bit about how you came to the story of Defret. Um, I came uh, to, to the story of Defret um, when I met Maza in 2005. I was in Ethiopia working on a project and uh, I met her brother uh, who uh, when he found out that I was a filmmaker, basically, said you should you should make a film about my sister. She's got really awesome stories, and uh, I didn't think of too much about it at that time. But um, once I kind of looked her up and and the kind of work that she's done, um, it, he was absolutely right. It was uh, she's got so so much of uh, an amazing story, and I and I wanted to find out more about it. So. I asked to meet her, and I met her, and then um, it's uh, through our conversation is where this idea came up of uh, turning her life uh, and her organization into uh, into this work. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, Masa's work as an attorney. Mm-hmm. who mentioned her in the in the intro. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really the driving, the most dynamic um, sort of uh, element in in the film Defret, uh, and and her continuing work with. Uh, Herat, but uh, just tell us a little bit about the work that's being done by her organization. Yeah, you know, the, the organization started in 1995. I mean, she, uh, before that, has worked uh, as a clerk for the uh, Constitution Commission. You know, we had a, a change of government in 1991, so our constitution, we had a, a transitional government starting in 1993, so she was part of this big change that was happening in the country. So she helped write position papers, uh, land reforms, women's issues, children's issues. And um, so when she got a chance to basically uh, take a bigger role uh, and and be a, an advocate for women, she started her organization in 1995. And in the film, I took the liberty of kind of compounding many uh, amazing things and amazing stories that happened um, uh, to her and to other people who were part of the organization um, into one. And it was her vision to basically 
have uh, some somewhere where women can come and and be heard. And that organization, you know, by 2003, um, had helped over 30,000 uh, women and children. Mm-hmm. So it was first of its kind, um, and it was a free legal service. And to, in a country where, you know, we're not, you know, our women are not used to going outside of their home when they uh, have, you know, family disputes or, or, or abuse. Mm-hmm. So most things are kind of settled in within the house. And, we hear it in the film, too, that I kind of wanted to touch up on that, because those were the first cases that they were getting uh, when the organization started. So in 1996, Hero's case kind of became this um, landmark uh, case that sort of put the organization, Maza, and this issue of abducting for marriage onto a spotlight. And for the first time in, in, in our history that we were openly debating and, and having a dialogue about, a tradition, and we do have many great traditions, and this was not uh, one that people, you know, it, it, it divided the country mm-hmm. into two, and especially the metropolitan uh, cities like Addis Ababa, where, you know, uh, women are free, quote-unquote, uh, to choose, you know, whoever they wanted to marry. Uh, and But for young girls in, 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 in the capital city, and, and I... I kind of made a, a point to say three hours away right. outside of the city because it's literally because I lived in the capital city in Addis Ababa and I had no idea that these things were happening. Oh, is you that know, right? Is that, is it? Yeah, no, seriously, because I I left in '96 actually, probably a couple of months before this this uh, this case happened actually, hmm. uh, the abduction to Heroes. So, you know. It's part of a tradition, so we know what it is, mm-hmm. but we've never seen a face. You know, we've never met someone who that happened to. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was always removed. So it was, certainly we've never considered it as a form of violence. We've never considered it as uh, somebody's human rights, you know. Mm-hmm. So this was for the first time that, you know, Maza's organization, um, and, and it wasn't just Maza, many women, but she was leading that by basically, as you've seen in the film, by saying that this is her right. You know, she can choose, you know, self-defense should, you know, uh, should be a, uh, a right. This, she was the victim here, not the aggressor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, from a filmmaker point standpoint, it was such a dramatic uh, event that kind of brought uh, many people from different backgrounds to talk and to find a solution together. Yeah. And from... Uh, an advocate's point of view it was the one thing that kind of captured the, the the heart of the country at any given moment. So, um, and the organization's work uh, has grown since then. What's the it's name? Kind of limited. So, uh, what's the what's the name of the organization so we can identify that? Uh, Ethiopian Women Lawyers Association. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean it's well, it's, it's just so uh, inspiring, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, it it seems, it, and I'm just um, gleaning from uh, Deferet that it this case came along at the right place at the right time. Sort of right. The, the sort of a confluence of some mod- modernity occurring in the cities, and and then this, as you said, this Ethiopian tradition that seems to have been sort of hiding in plain sight for a lot of right. Ethiopians. I guess it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the crux of it, and you just identified it, I think it's a, such an important thing. I, I don't know it, from the Western point of view, from a Western perspective, that it, it, it seems, well, the establishing that she, in fact, was a victim in this, in this situation. Mm-hmm. I, it seemed, isn't that really what it all hinges on in terms of how this story is going to play out? Yeah, absolutely. And and the irony in this whole thing is that, you know, the, the law has been in place in the books since 1957. We actually have a law in the Constitution that basically says that taking one person from one place to the other uh, without their will is called a kidnapping, and kidnapping is illegal. Mm-hmm. It's a crime. But we've never exercised that in terms of tradition. So whenever someone abducts a girl for a traditional way of marriage, that law did not apply to them. So, so this was the first time that, you know, Maza saying, well, if the law applies in the city, it should apply in the villages as well. Right. Well, now, was the law of abduction, it, 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 as it was passed in 1957, talking about abduction for marriage or just talking about the idea of of abducting someone was it was that always tied to this law in some way or no it wasn't t- it wasn't tied to just abduction for marriage it just was a you yeah. know a, a, in general just okay. abducting okay. kidnapping right. and but there were provisions in there that actually cuz there was a dispute in the in 1961 or 1962 i believe and then there was a, a, that dispute the, the, that law had an amendment that basically said, well, abduction for marriage is also illegal unless the abductor marries the girl. So oh. if the abductor agrees to marry the girl, then he's no longer viable to be charged criminal. Oh, wow. So Maza's case, or Hero's case in, in, in this organization's work, and Maza's work, what it helped do is basically it made that criminal. Okay. Okay, it's a fascinating. It is a fascinating. Uh, yes, there's there's a lot of component parts here. Uh, obviously, there is a difference between customary law mm-hmm. and civil authority. That's that's mm-hmm. and this is what we're this is what we're talking about. That's what the Fred is is, right. is focusing on. Um, now, you filmed. Where did you film the the Fred? Um, entirely in Ethiopia. Okay. Uh, we were in Addis and uh, not quite three hours away from the, from the city. Our longest, uh, our, the, our farthest point was about 45 kilometers outside of the city, um, and uh, around Addis Ababa, in, in villages that look exactly like where this thing uh, would happen to young girls. Mm-hmm. Now, there, you must, it must have been, I how many days of shooting did you do? Oh, we, shot, we were scheduled to shoot for 36 days. We shot in 34. Wow. Um, and uh, we shot on film, so it was quite uh, a task. Uh, we didn't have a lab in the country, so we were sending the film to India to get developed, and most times we were um, shooting the film blindfolded because we weren't looking at our dailies for a couple of days at right, a time. Right, right, um, uh, but what yeah, was it? Why did you go with film in, in an age where... You know, you've got uh, your uh, DSLRs and all the rest of it. Why, why film? What was your what was your artistic I, you choice? Know, it, it, you know, I've tested film and, and digital cameras, and because the country is part of the story, mm-hmm. and, and it is as a strong a character as Maza or, or Hewitt mm-hmm. were, uh, I felt like that 
shooting it on and on digital would not do it justice. So mm-hmm. I wanted to basically show that 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 organic difference between the city and and the village, and I also wanted to show it, you know, the way the people from those villages or from the cities will see their place, mm-hmm. their their home. So uh, it was no question. After we we did three days of test shooting. Um, it, you know, what we wanted to show uh, or how we wanted to represent the country was best represented on film. So that's what, that's how we chose that. Mm. We're speaking with uh, the director and writer of the film, Defret, uh, and it's in, and Sarezane Barhani Mahari is the writer-director of this wonderful film, and by the way, is a, the Ethiopian, as we mentioned earlier, the official selection of Ethiopia for the Academy Award consideration for Best Foreign Film for the Oscar. Um, and you were born and raised in Ethiopia. Obviously, we've covered um, that. And and how long ago did you move to the United States? You, you I left. I left in nineteen ninety six uh, mm-hmm. to come here to go to school. Yeah. And you and you went to USC uh, School of Cinema Arts, uh, Cinematic Arts. Pardon me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Used to be used to be called USC School of Film and Television back then. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, wonderful. Now, um, you, um, as part of the uh, the parameters of for the actors, they mm-hmm. you you wanted them to speak Amharic. Am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. Amharic, yeah, which is the, the official yeah. language of Ethiopia. Yes. Um, did that present any specific challenges for any of the the actors involved? And before I, you answer that question, I did want to uh, recognize the two main people and we've we've been talking about Harut and uh, Maza but I their 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 names their acting names are Tazita Hagari Hagari and yeah, Tazita Hagari and yeah. Miran Getnet and yeah. uh, now um, both of them are terrific and uh Tazita is particularly well self-possessed and and just seems like a a real presence she really is a presence in the film obviously she's the focus of so much of it both of them are terrific in the film but mm-hmm. for a woman uh, a young girl i assume she's uh, a teenager during the the production of this film just as just a terrific presence about her where did you find her and where yeah where did you find her mm. you know it's it's so funny because cho- choosing to make the film in in Amharic, um, in the national language of Ethiopia, was um, a deliberate uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a chance to make this film in English. Uh, would have made it a lot sooner. Um, would have helped us with raising funds uh, a lot quicker. But uh, this this is as much a story about Ethiopia and Ethiopians as it is about you know customary customs and and constitutional laws and, and civil civil societies. So going with that, it meant to do the production in Ethiopia and to have this film um, made in a way that kind of looked into existing actors and non-actors. So mm-hmm. Tizita comes in, you know, when we cast her, she was 13 years old. And um, as opposed to Maron, who is a, a theater actor, a television actor, uh, who has a master's degree in, in, in theatrical arts, um, and one of the, the brightest actors we have in Ethiopia. So this, uh, uh, when we found her, it's actually a very funny story. We did eight months of casting, and we couldn't find uh, a young person to, you know, you've seen the film and how emotionally charged the character was. Mm-hmm. And 
and basically to find a, young, a person young enough to carry that wall. And we've seen uh, thousands of kids, and we couldn't come up with one. And about two weeks before we started shooting, uh, my casting director, Gurma Adana, um, told me about this old theater actor who's retired and who was like giving uh, free actors workshop at this high school. Uh, no, at this elementary school. So he said, like, we should go and check him out. So we go there, and, and, and to my surprise, that school was my elementary school. Oh, and in my seventh grade class, there was Tazita uh, and about 100 young girls um, having uh, their class, their acting class. And she was probably a month in into her first uh, training as an actor. So she did not even complete an entire, you know, semester of an acting workshop uh, when we found her. So she was the first time. She's never been in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's just, we got so lucky to find her because I don't think the film would have been the way it was uh, uh, without her. She brought so much to it. Uh, the quiet demeanor um, and how the power that she possesses in in her being in front of you is is, is uh, quite amazing, and it's, it was what I wanted to to communicate as as uh, as a filmmaker and to basically draw uh, attention to you know the millions of girls that are subjected to this kind of uh, violence. Yeah, and that's I want to get I want to cover that as well because while this is a specific case, this is something that you can you can certainly draw the line uh, out across the society, and it's not Ethiopia exclusively by any means. I don't, right. I don't mean exactly. to draw the circle around Ethiopia and say this is the you know no this is uh, something that is uh, pervasive, and there have been a number of studies, recent studies, in fact, and and they they say the same thing every year, which is the the violence uh, against women around the world is pervasive, and it is yeah. uh, it is the... I'll tell you what, I'm just going to editorialize for a second here, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is, I really do believe that that the way to really truly change the world is to give women access to education and 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 uh educational opportunities and and equal pay and you would it would be transformative uh in this world of ours it would uh, Im- almost I immediately I couldn't agree more yeah. absolutely um anyway so uh and that's why I'll actually in this in this one thing I mean I I, I the undercurrent of this whole thing is is basically you know yeah. as 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 a filmmaker you always ask what do the characters want right and you know what? What he would want it is to go to school, right? Exactly. And and to to come in from a family with both her parents have never you know don't know how to read or write. Mm. You know her older sister was abducted, and then here she was. She had focused on getting herself ahead by knowledge through knowledge, right. and that was interrupted. And I think she was more angry because she couldn't go to school. Than she was actually abducted and, and beaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tazita, by the way, the camera loves her, and you you, oh, you yeah. alluded to it. I mean, truly, and <laughs> and the the reason I say that is because um, her face 
in relation to the the story that is being told in um, Diffret, it, it changes. I mean, change obviously mm-hmm. after she's been assaulted. You know, she she's bruised and all such. Mm-hmm. But it's, she's a very expressive face, and right. and uh, I think that that again is I think what you were talking about when you saw her um, in in the acting class and saw what. You know, but I don't know that you knew that that the camera would like her as much as you did immediately. But it certainly comes across in the film. Well, that's that's the first thing I did is I basically asked her if she uh, was willing to go to our studio yeah. uh, so I can put her in front of a camera because I didn't have my camera on me. Yeah. And I knew, because uh, she wasn't even acting, she was standing uh, against the wall waiting for her turn, to be mm-hmm. honest. And mm-hmm. and so when I saw her, I saw her eyes and, and right. everything was there. Right. She communicates with her eyes. And that intensity and that quiet power that she has is very... Uh, uh, it just it it comes out, yeah. and you know within the hour we we managed to put her on camera, and like they say, the rest is history. <laughs> I mean, we, we had shivers really. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's a, it's by the way, I want to remind our listeners are speaking with uh, uh, Serenet. I'll butch. I am sorry. I'll, I will edit this. Serenet. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying this correctly. Uh, Zaresene. I was. I've been fine until just <laughs> now. Uh, Saranese um, Barani Mahari, the director and writer of the film uh, uh, Defret. And um, now I've lost my point. I was going to make, which is uh, the. Uh, oh shit. Being. I mean, I think we were talking about how how much the camera left. Is it? Yeah, and it, and yeah. yeah, and oh, and I was going to mention as well, just. Uh, uh, Marin Getnet as well yeah. is is a very expressive uh, face face herself her presence but mm-hmm. but her ability to communicate with with an expression with her eyes and um, and one of the one of the things I found uh, you know uh, in interesting in her character is she was determined but she never lashed out against the people that were aligned against the things that she was trying to accomplish. I mean, there was a very spirited discussion with one of her colleagues as they were walking out the door, mm-hmm. but she never, her character never really became um, you know, embittered or or vindictive or whatever. She seemed, and I assume this character mm-hmm. is pretty close to uh, Maza's character in real life. That, right, so that, absolutely. Now, is that is that a cultural thing in in the sense of getting uh, to accomplish the goal of what you're trying to accomplish? Is that something, or was that something specific to Maza as as a person? I, I think it's more, it has more to do with her or with Maza than its culture or anything else. One of the things that really uh, caught my attention is how very soft spoken she was mm-hmm. and. You read, in, in mind you, like, I, I came to learn about her from reading all the great work that she's done and things written about her. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of painted a picture in my head of who this person might be like. Mm-hmm. So when I met her, she's very ladylike, uh, you know, very soft-spoken, very quiet, and very calculated. And so, you know... What I wanted to show is, and also in one of our our interviews, she she basically you know told me that she had self doubt as well, like most leaders do. You know, yeah. you know they 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 zero in on this idea and they put everything they've got on it, but then deep down, you know, there's this current of what if I'm wrong? You know, what if this doesn't work? Right. You know, and so she's 
constantly doubting herself and and I wanted to to kind of communicate that you know that she's not sort of a machine she's not a superhero um like you know i mean if you separate her work and herself as a person and that's what we we kind of drawn into right yeah. we, we the everydayness of this person who are doing extraordinary things yeah you know so uh, with with Maron, we we worked on that and naturally Maron is also like that and actually before uh, we we made the film I I didn't want Miron to meet Mahaza because I didn't want to Im- for Miron to imitate Mahaza. I wanted uh, her to keep what she had because she's also very expressive, quietly in a way, and she kind of subtly can nudge you to do things that you were not, you know, convinced of doing. So, mm-hmm. and then when she needs to blow up, she can blow up, but you you don't see it, you know it's there. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was I was I was trying to communicate. And I, and I think it, from you, from what you're saying, I think it, it kind of came out. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's a story. First of all, the the sentiment, the the the, the thrust of the film, uh, Defret, you you're behind. You obviously are you're rooting for all of these things to mm-hmm. move forward mm-hmm. in a positive way for everyone involved. But that doesn't always the, translate into the characters themselves. You can be completely behind what's going on in terms of a storyline, but when you've got everyone rowing in the same direction in terms of uh, with uh, Harut and uh-huh. Maza and everybody and, 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 and as they struggle, and that is so much of the drama here, and it's, it's based on the actual events, and you can only imagine the high-wire act that these people were involved in at the time, the, right. suing the Ministry of Justice and all of the rest of it, and how, if that had gone south, how the consequences could have been dire for, for yeah. all involved. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine the doubt that Maza was feeling through, through all of these things. But, uh, uh, you know, we're not, gonna, we're not here to spoil anything, but you should go see DeFret because it's a terrific story well told. Um, and in the last couple of minutes I got with you, I, I'm, um, and that is, first of all, you're going to be at the Lemley Music Hall uh, starting on Friday the 12th and uh, for the 5 o'clock showings for uh, a Q&A. Right, I'm going to be there, and the film is going to be there for seven days. Seven uh, days, starting yeah, for seven days from uh, December 12th to December 19th right. uh, at five o'clock. Right, and you will have, and this is a sort of a part of it, part of the reason to go see it. First of all, it's qualifying run for the Academy Award consideration, and as well as, um, I mean, that's. That's what we do, right? <laughs> we yeah. have to get qualified if we're gonna if we're gonna be uh, nominated for an Oscar. So, yeah. uh, so the other and so and also um, so the Q and A you'll be there, and also you'll have um, the producer, some cast, as well as some yeah. as some. Did you say Maza will be there or Maza? Maza is going to be there. Uh, Tazita is going to be there as well, and oh. uh, one of the producers. Uh, Lilai DeMose is going to be there as well. Fantastic. Now, I, I sort of uh, alluded to this earlier. Uh, well, maybe we <laughs> haven't even mentioned it yet. Let me back up. Uh, the executive producer, uh, DeFret, is uh, Angelina Jolie. Um, and tell me a little bit about her involvement in the film. Oh, uh, uh, Angelina, was, uh, was, uh, her involvement was just uh, amazing uh, for us. Uh, she came on at the end of the film. We had... Uh, finished shooting, uh, edited the film, and we were uh, probably about a month or two out uh, from festivals. And um, uh, one of the producers, uh, Marit Mandefro, and uh, another executive producer, Julie Moretu, 
mm-hmm. uh, were talking about, you know, uh, you know how this film uh, would 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 love to have uh, an ambassador as Angelina. Uh, yeah. And, and, and uh, I don't know how it happened, but we found someone who knew who she, who know how to get to her, and uh, she saw the film. And um, she called me, and she was just blown away oh, uh, by it, and and she loved it. You know, from from multiple standpoints. Actually, the first thing she said is like, "I can't believe the actors are that good. It's just amazing." She was so blown away by oh, that's them. That's great. Like you said, but especially Miron and uh, and Tizita, and um, and she said, uh, uh, "What can I do? How could I help?" And and we basically asked uh, if she would, you know, if she can lend us her name and be our executive producer, and that's how she got involved. Wow. Well, that's wonderful. I, I, you know, it's easy to sort of, uh, you know, beat up on the big Hollywood superstars and all these kind of people, you know, to take to take off them. But I will say, the the, the as well as your husband, Brad Pitt and her son, yeah. and Angelina Jolie, I, have been stand up on so many things, that, and they they're not grandstanding. They they they, they are yeah. very low key, but very determined people. And I, I my hats off to them both. Uh, absolutely, absolutely amazing people as well. Yeah, just uh, their yeah. their heart is in the right place and. And they mean everything they do. Yeah, no, I, I, I really truly mean it. They, they, there. It's, it's so easy to, you know, bash Hollywood, which is sort of the the blood sport of the right wing in this yeah. country. Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 but no, these are terrific people, and you know, we're all citizens. We should be able to express an opinion, and if we have a platform that allows us a little bit more attention to these kind of very in, incredibly important um, uh, mm-hmm. issues and. My hat's off to them for doing that. Awesome. Now, um, uh, in terms of, we'll run down some of the uh, the awards. It's been at a, a lot of film festivals, played a lot of, all around the world. At Sundance, mm-hmm. it won the World Cinema Dramatic Audience Award last year, uh, 2014, nominated for Best Cinematography, nominated for a Grand Jury Prize. At the Berlin International Film Festival, it won the panorama uh audience award at world cinema at amsterdam at one audience award at festival de vu cinema uh it i didn't even say that right no no i'm sorry yeah. festival yeah. du nouveau uh uh-huh. cinema it won the audience award people's choice award etc etc so an award-winning congratulations on being an award award-winning <laughs> <laughs> director and also yeah and also Ethiopia. Now, you 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 set off, Mike, that it has played in Ethiopia. Is that? Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. And what was the reaction? It was it was amazing. I, you know, I, I I tell this story where, you know, I fought to make this film for the Ethiopian audience. Mm-hmm. I, I I want this to mean something for the young girls uh, uh, in Ethiopia, and when they watch this film and. You know, much of it was, you know, it took us a long time to get this film made, you know, over six years. So um, after we've done all of that, and and because we went to festivals first, we didn't have a chance to go to Ethiopia until last September. So we started going to the festivals in January, and we didn't go to Ethiopia until September. So here was the film kind of embraced outside of its country. And then I was dying to see how that was going to pan out in Ethiopia. And... I mean, our opening night, you know, you know, people couldn't get tickets to cover, you know. Mm-hmm. We didn't have enough seats for people to come and, and, and watch the film. And we sold out every showing we had for about four weeks in a row. So it, it, it was amazing. And people embraced it 
and it it did what I wanted it to do from the get go, which was to basically bring the conversation about violence against women and, and is, is you know uh, abduction for marriage a, a good tradition to have? You know that was sort of all over the news and people started talking about it, and uh, it was great. It was fantastic. Couldn't have it any 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 other way. So, Resonate, that is just the essence of art, is what art is about, is to stimulate people to react to your art in a way that you're hoping they will react. They'll, 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 they'll bring it into their, their thought process, whether it be paintings or, or, or film or whatever it might be, theater, whatever it is. And I would imagine as an artist that really must have just felt amazing for you. Oh, it's, it's, it's the ultimate payoff. It's, it's a... That's what. That's why you get up in the morning, yeah. and that's why you sit in front of your computer for hours uh, on end and 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 trying to write that perfect script yeah. um, that that basically touches people the way it does uh, to to you know to get that thing out of them. So uh, yes, that's the biggest payoff. Now, uh, just in that in that regard. Uh, there was a screening. There will be a screening in Los Angeles in Washington D.C. on December tenth. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was. I'm sorry, I I misspoke. Oh no, it's coming up. My my it's bad. Coming up. Yeah, yeah it's coming t- up. December 10th to mark the culmination of 16 days of activism against gender violence and in honor of Human Rights Day. So that screening in Los Angeles will be held at the Museum of Tolerance and will be co-sponsored by the Human Rights Watch and Feminist Majority Foundation. And in attendance, it appears that our executive, your executive director. Angelina Jolie will be there to introduce the film and to commemorate the Yeah, the absolutely. And also, simultaneously, the film is going to be shown at the headquarters at USAID in Washington. The Office of Senior Coordina- Coordinator for Gender Equality and Women's Empowerment yeah. in Washington, D.C. So, a bi-coastal event, December 10th, uh, to this come well, just a few days, a couple of days from now. Yeah, or two, one day, two days from now, yeah. Yeah, and and the, the Museum of Tolerance, uh, well, wonderful. Well, gosh, I mean, you didn't just make a film, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, 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 you did a little, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's fantastic, and uh, congratulations in all counts, and I look forward to your future work. Uh, oh, so thank you. Thank you, thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, thank you. So, once again, we've been speaking with the writer and the director, Suresne Bahani Mahari, the writer-director of the film Defred, congratulations on all of Thank it. Thank you and, very much. And I look forward to your future work as well. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.